I I kind of want to get everything figured out for me first before I let, you know, the whole everybody else's opinions into it. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday and welcome back for another episode. Has anybody else listened to... Well, yeah, because we well we were going to talk about this. I was going to talk about this. You were going to go on a whole tangent about during, it. <laughs> during our last recording, but somehow forgot and talked about Little Mermaid. But here we are. Uh, yes, my and. Captain, my captivation is yes, and. Um my all other captivation. By Ariana Grande, for those of you that are not up to date on all pop culture yeah. things. Yes. By by the queen and. herself. Um, yes, and. Uh, and then also my captivation is um, also I, I will not be available on March 8th. Oh, Because the that's when Eternal Sunshine comes out. So you will not be able to contact me that day. This girl is in her theater era. She's in her improv era. She's in her theater film era. Because let me tell you, yes and, it's a common improv saying. That's what everybody says in improv. It's you, The number one rule of improv is yes and. And then on top of that, Eternal Sunshine, one of my favorite films, which she also loves Jim Carrey is mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's Eternal Sunshine the Spotless Mind, which is mm-hmm. not a happy film. It is which, so and depressing. And it was Mac's favorite film. So it's there's a lot of there's a Wait, lot of Yeah, Mac Miller. I thought you said Max. And I was oh, no, like no, 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 sorry, Mac. I was like Max Martin, the producer. No, 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 like. no, 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 no. Mac <laughs> Mac Miller's favorite film was Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. And Have also you seen it? Um, yes, I have. Terribly heartbreaking. The yeah, worst pain it, you'll it, ever feel in your entire life. But also, like, I, I was expecting, I'm expecting the divorce album. So I'm assuming that this is the divorce album. So and she's trying to erase erase him from his <laughs> from her mind. <laughs> Sorry, it didn't even happen. Um, but yeah, so there's definitely, I feel like, a lot of references to Mac. Um, I in the song I sent, well, at least one, I sent this to my husband. Let me go back so I don't... Well, while you're looking for that, I mean, like, the number one reference that I hear in it when I'm listening to it is Vogue from Madonna, and then a lot of the choreography, a lot of the choreography in the music video is very heavy on Paula Abdul. Um, It is... I loved the music video. I watched it, and I was like, this is so... Cool, and I love how she did little like odes to her other albums, mm-hmm. um, based on their like positioning. But in Mac Miller's song "Jet Fuel," he says, "Better say that shit with your chest." And then in her song, she says, "Say that shit with your chest." Interesting. So okay. I just I really like I don't know I like how she does that, and I think that he is forever her soulmate, and so I just I have a special place in my heart for them. But yeah, I really like the song. I know everyone was like. It sounds like it's going to be played in Zara, which fair. It, it oh, will definitely, but here's the thing. it definitely will be. But working play it. in radio, working in radio. Learn the number one thing is I mean, she hasn't made music in a while, and so she wants her radio hit. This is a radio hit. I mean, it's the same as like Thank You Next had that same like boppy like All radio hit by Max Martin. Exactly. Who, that is what he does. He makes 
number one hits. He made, he made, this is, this is the same man who produced Baby One More Time. Like, yep. all the NSYNC songs, like, this, this is what this man does. This is what he does best is produce number one hits. I mean, that's why he's the number one producer in the music industry. I loved it. I mean, I know a lot of people were hating on it, but I, I really liked it. I thought it was fun. I thought it was I didn't know what to expect. Um, I love her little speaking part at the end. I was like, <laughs> here we did go. You, did you see how people thought it? Like most people were like, oh, yes, Vogue, Madonna. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But most people were like, it's also the same BPM as uh, uh, You Can't Stop the Beat from Hairspray. <laughs> no. I mean, she's in her musical theater era. She also I mean, was in Hairspray, too. I mean, like... The- pronunciation chest i mean we had all oh, of the syllables you can we tell she's got a vocal training again you can tell she's back in her broadway era you can I, tell she has had a vocal coach again in her life i am literally i'm so here for it i am her so voice ready. is crystal clear in this crystal song crystal clear beautiful i mean then she releases she literally extended ver- said that versions, shit with her chest literally and then she releases releases extended versions and the acapella version i was like Oh, you're deep into that because I had no idea that she even did that. Yes, 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 okay. and <laughs> that should be your words for the year too. Is yes, and well, my word is no, but yeah, <laughs> just no, but no, but. <laughs> oh man, you but, should yeah. make a rebuttal song and call it no, but. Uh, how funny would that be? <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm very excited. I. I can't wait for March 8th. I hope she goes on tour. I have never seen her live. And I just think that she is one of the people that... I, one, I think she is one of the most talented vocalists. Um, I put her up there with Beyonce. Like, her and Beyonce are my two people that I'm just like, how are you human? And how are you singing like that? Mm. So I just think seeing her live would be like an out-of-body experience. Like those whistle tones live, I think Mm -hmm. I would just like simply pass away. Do you think she's Um, hitting those every night though? Probably not every night, but hopefully it would be the night that I'd be there. I'd be like, girl, listen. And she'd be like, yes, and? (laughs) (laughs) She'd be over there like... "Mm." I was like, wouldn't that be... It's not hard like on your vocal cords if you were to do that every Um, single night. I wouldn't say it's necessarily hard on your vocal cord. I mean, it's like if a screamo band is screaming every night, like that's that's rough on your vocal cords. I think that she knows how to do whistle tones appropriately, whereas mm. some people are just kind of like throwing their voice around and hoping it hoping it works. I feel like she has so much um, like vocal flexibility and vocal control and coordination that she could probably do it every night and it wouldn't be a terrible gotcha. thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know. It just, she does them with such ease that I feel that I just feel like she knows her voice so well. Um, and I feel like she's one of the, and I could be totally, totally wrong, but I could see her being somebody who really does take care of their voice. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it is such a big part, but I just also like, I just think it's so cool how involved she was in the production of this album. And that's something that mm-hmm. I've always like aspired to. Like, I would love to learn how to like do the things that she like editing mm-hmm. the voice and doing the things on the program, um, for like producing and mixing and all those things. But yeah. And I love the behind the scenes. I think that's something that I've always really like, liked about her is I feel like she gives us a little bit more insight than some of the other people. 
um, who are big musicians, uh, kind of similar to like Taylor Swift, how she kind of t- takes us through her like her. Some and of then, her. Like, Renee, I feel like Renee Rapp has done the same a lot. Yeah, yeah, and I like that. I think it. I think it makes it. I you like even though the process is pretty much complete. Like you, you feel like you're you're a part of it, and you get to see how how it goes from how from the sausage one, gets made. It's we a put quote it, from, we a put quote it from in Hamilton. the casing. I'm confused. <laughs> it is a lyric from Hamilton. I'm so sorry. It's okay. I've not seen Hamilton. Uh, oh, wait, I mean, we're talking. Hold the fuck up. Hold. Read the. Rewind. You've been friends with me for how fucking long? And I have Disney Plus. And Hamilton's been out for how fucking long? And you've never watched the fucking musical? <laughs> I should just end this podcast I'm, right now. You said I, I'm going out on my own. How <laughs> dare you? I, after my Hamilton phase that I had for years, I know all this. The tooth and nail I went to. We saw Philippa Sue in New York. We we did. We did. We really did. She was fabulous. <laughs> oh, oh, we're gonna have a talking. <laughs> this recording right. i clearly have some homework um <laughs> we'll touch everything else i've we'll ever told you to watch in your we'll entire life <laughs> we'll touch base with you guys next week about how i liked hamilton <laughs> that is your fucking homework like i swear to god <laughs> and if i don't do it podcast is over <laughs> <laughs> this is your this is your final warning like scratch everything i've ever told you to watch ever in your life just push that all down to the bottom. Hamilton, number one. Number one. You have to. It's a it's a requirement in order to be my friend. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I've been really treading on some thin ice <laughs> for a long time. <laughs> I think it's funny that you didn't know that I still hadn't seen it. Because it's just common knowledge. Right? Like, I mean, I, don't- I could... I mean, I could probably tell you what happens, but I was well, like, yeah, it was a historical <laughs> event. I mean, I feel like anybody who paid attention to U.S. history and like the founding fathers could probably fucking tell us what happened, you know, but it's a masterpiece that I must watch. You I need know, to be I know, in the room where it happens and Hamilton fans will understand that. Oh my God. I love the amount of times Peggy. I have quoted Hamilton to you. Oh my God. Yeah, I either nod my head like I know what's going on or I know that part of the song. So you're fake <laughs> is what I'm hearing. You're a fake bitch is what I'm hearing. I'm just working on my acting skills. Oh I don't know God. what you're talking about. Oh I've learned from the best. Wow, I have been <laughs> manipulated and lied to. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, I didn't lie. I never I never did clarify. <laughs> withholding the truth that that is lying. <laughs> Not if it wasn't discussed. <laughs> Anyways, that's my captivation. What is yours? I'm. Is it Hamilton? <laughs> it should be. I watch it every Fourth of July. <laughs> I'm not even joking about that. No fireworks for me. Only Hamilton. Only Hamilton. Okay. Only Hamilton. <laughs> I mean, screaming the Battle of Yorktown at the top you of my lungs. I watch it every morning. <laughs> because it's an appropriate day to watch it. It's about America's independence. Okay. Okay. I just, I was not expecting you to say that. I was like, I was expecting you to say, like, I watch it at, like the third Sunday of the month. Like, I don't know. 
on the 4th of July. 4th of July is a very appropriate time to watch it because we're literally celebrating the war that they're talking about in the fucking... I'm I'm, okay. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) you watch it whenever your heart desires, okay? I will watch it this week. This week. (laughs) I have homework. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. 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 Oh my goodness, what a time to be alive. <laughs> Anyways, my captivation, I have a film recommendation, not for Hannah, not for Hannah, because she needs to watch uh, Hamilton. <laughs> that is her. I'm that sitting is her. this one out, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you can watch this one later. <laughs> I think okay. it actually would be a fun one for you and Blaine to watch together. So, you know, New Girl, right? love new girl okay just making sure i can never know nowadays like if you if i'm just like speaking to a void about my favorite things or if you've actually watched it <laughs> i feel like i have to regain your trust when it comes to like shows a little bit. okay i'm gonna get what's it called a letterbox letterboard letterbox letterbox i gotta write the first time i'm gonna get a letterbox okay and then i'm gonna we're gonna, I'm gonna follow you and i'm gonna show you all the films i watch <laughs> so that way you know but you so can still lie but then we'll get back to the part of like i always forget things after i watch yeah. them slash read them so well, see, with the beauty of Letterbox, you can keep a diary of everything you watch and leave like a little like note or review. Okay, about this was everything. the movie about. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways, what's the movie? <laughs> so the movie is Self Reliance. Um, it's directed, wrote, and starring Jake Johnson, who plays Nick Miller in New Girl, yes. who I love. I feel like Jake Johnson is Nick Miller in no matter what he's acting in. Like, that is always what he is. I feel like even his show Minx, he was very much Nick Miller, but with a mustache and in the porno industry. What? <laughs> I mean, that's literally what Minx is about. <laughs> It's about the first female pornography magazine, and he decides to help this girl make it. Um, well, there you go. <laughs> no, we we saw a commercial for it on TikTok, and Blaine sent it to me, and he was like, "We've got to watch this." And I was like, "Anything Nick Miller does, I'm here for." Like I, and then he and it said like he plays Nick Miller in everything he's in. And I was like, "That is very very yes. true." Yeah. <laughs> Um, so in case you're curious what it's about, it's when a man is offered a million dollars to play a game in which hunters try to kill him, he thinks he has found the perfect loophole. They can only attack when he's alone. His only problem is that none of his friends or family believe that the game is real. Mm. And I was, I was telling my mom that if this happened to me in real life, it would be the perf- the best day ever because you have to stay alive for 30 days. But he can't. Someone has to be with you the whole time, right? You can't be alone. Constantly. Constantly. Because wasn't it like. You can't just be in the same house together. You gotta be in the same room together. Because wasn't it it like if if he's alone, that's when they can attack? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. His whole reason reason he was nervous to play it was he's like, I don't want my mom, you know, getting shot. And they're like, that's the thing. If somebody's with you, we can't kill you. And so he thinks that if he's constantly with somebody. I mean, it's going to the bathroom with somebody, showering with somebody. Like, you can never be alone uh, that then he's got it. And I I was told my mom it would be the best day ever for her because I, I'll do, like, cool, I'll just call up my mom. That would be her favorite thing in the entire world is just to spend every waking moment with me for 30 days. <laughs> <laughs> One of y'all would go insane. <laughs> me. It would be me. It would be me. <laughs> I mean, I likely work from home, so, like, all she had to do is just, you know, put her job on hold, come out here, just chill with me in my apartment for 30 days. 
go everywhere together with you. But yeah, it's really cool to see like what he does. And then my doppelganger is also in it, Anna Kendrick, and that was really cool. And Andy, Sam- like, there's a ton of comedians in it. Andy Samberg's also in it. Uh, I, I really recommend checking it out, especially if you want like just a really good, funny, like late night watch. It's a great one to throw on. And nice. I mean, I also I love that he wrote and directed it and starred in it. I know how difficult that is. I yeah, know how that, hard that is to do. You do from firsthand experience. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that is mine. For nice. the gals, not for Hannah. Okay. <laughs> I'm still probably going to watch it. <laughs> you can watch it at your own leisure. <laughs> After Hamilton. Yes. Number two. Number two. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we are going to get to today's episode really quickly, but before we do all of that, we are going to do a couple ad reads. But if you're interested in any of the other episodes we're talking about, we've done a lot of dating episodes, but we've also done a lot of self-love and healing and spiritual episodes that I feel like you gals would really enjoy. There's also a ton of other film recommendations that I have recommended to Hannah that she hasn't watched. And if you want to hear all of those, you can listen to our entire <laughs> library of episodes you can also look at all of our captivations on our instagram at the gals guide pod and follow us on our own personals at emily elise and at hannah adams miller but before we jump into today's episode enjoy these ads say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Okay, so today's episode, we are talking about something that I I feel like kind of goes to discuss, but really not, is how much do you tell your friends and family about like, your relationship in your life? Like, what do you tell them? I feel like we have different, like, rules for, not, like, set rules where it's, like, you can only tell, like, your family this, this, and this, but more just, like, unspoken rules uh, that we that we place on ourselves as to what we tell our friends, what we tell our family, and I know for me, one thing that I don't really tell my parents about too much is my... I, I do, but I don't. I, I tell them about my dating life, but if it's just like one singular date, I'm, I'll tell them that I'm going on a date, but I'm not going to divulge too much information about the person or the date. Like, they'll know who I'm going on a date with, you know, because I am a single woman living in Los Angeles and, like, safety. Uh, mm-hmm. But, <laughs> and I also tell my friends that, and they will have my location and everything, but... Or we'll get the Snapchat. Well, we're not on Snapchat anymore. No, I deleted Snapchat mine. Anymore. But yeah. we used to get the Snapchat stories of you walking <laughs> to the yes. date. Yes. And then from the from the date home, and they were great. Yes. But now the I Snapchat days for me are over. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't even have it anymore. I deleted, the, I deleted my whole account, everything. Yeah. yeah. But I, yeah, I'll send like a voice note or something, I guess. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I don't update so much on my, the status, I guess. And maybe I, I part of me feels like I should for safety reasons. But I also don't do it just because I don't want to get anybody's hopes up and just get all these questions and everything, especially if it's only going to be like a two date kind of thing. Someone Mm -hmm. in my life will know for safety reasons, though. Um, 
just like I said, because I'm a single woman living in LA, but I, yeah, I, I try to keep that just cause I don't want to get anybody's hopes up that this is what, it, this is going to be a serious thing. And I don't want to, you know, bother them by introducing them too early or anything. And then having to kind of, I feel like it's really hard when you have to break up with the whole family. Uh, first it's just like one person, especially if you really like their family and their siblings and their friends, like it's a lot harder. Mm-hmm. So I try at the beginning. I try to when I'm still trying to figure out now if we were boyfriend and girlfriend, absolutely like that is going to be something very early on that I I share. But if it's just a couple of dates, I'm kind of keeping it to myself. Um, yeah, yeah. I I definitely think that is like if I was back in the dating game, I would do the same. I don't really feel like I really did that much because I feel like my dating was so early on and then I got into like (laughs) (laughs) I'm just dragging you this episode it's okay it's okay you know the gal I'm sure the gals are laughing with you uh repetitive would definitely be a great describing word it's like I'm not wrong either no you're definitely not because I really only had like two very serious relationships everything else was very like casual and random and a lot of my dating dating was in high school and so like of course my parents knew where I was and who I was yeah, with because but, I but was when 16. you were in college though but when and I was in college in school yeah when I was in college before I got in a serious relationship with my ex I was just like you know, just like seeing people, but it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything more than like one or two date situations. And I was like, literally no point in telling anybody about this because that's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure I told like you or like, another, like, yeah, like other like close friends, but I didn't really do anything much. I did tell my um, family about like my first dates with my ex and then my husband, um, cause those were my like two big serious relationships in my life. Um, so I, d- I don't feel like I, especially to like at the age where I would want to kind of like weed out what I was telling people. I don't really feel like I had as many opportunities, but now I definitely would. My sister's very good about that. She's very good about letting us know she's going on a date, but doesn't really divulge much information until it seems like it may be like a serious thing because mm-hmm. of the same thing. She doesn't really want to get anyone's hopes up. She just doesn't really want to talk about it if it's not worth talking about. And I, yeah. it's I still like a complete stranger it. in some, in some ways it's still a complete stranger that you're hanging out with. And it's like, there's not really much to tell right now. I'm still trying to figure out if I'm even like them. Yes. And trying to gauge how they fit into my life. And if they're even worth mentioning to you at that point, that's really what it is. Are they even worth me taking up the time that I have to talk to you? About this other person. That's not yeah. me. Like, you know. Now, my friends, my very close friends, I'm probably telling you everything because I need to tell somebody something and I need to like, I don't know, like have like, you know, if it's, if there's something worth talking about, but like I, I would, if someone, if like you were to text me be like, how was the date? I would give you the information mm-hmm. unless, and or I'd be like, fuck this guy. Like we're never seeing him again. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with family again, like I think, I think it gets, it gets their hopes up, but it also may cause like a sense of worry, you know, like, oh, mm-hmm. are they going to like get their heart broken or, you know, like your, your parents mm-hmm. want to ask you about it, but they don't know if they should. And mm-hmm. it's always that like weird, like water to tread, like when, 
when it's not a serious thing to like, cause you don't want to bring it up. And if, if something happened and they're upset over the person. Yeah. And so I feel I like, think, especially since we don't live, like we don't live with our parents anymore. So they're not around us all the time to kind of, well, see, I just don't like, even live in the same side of the country as mine. Exactly. But I'm just saying like, we don't, they don't see our daily emotions. So yeah. they, they don't really, they don't know and they don't want to ask cause they don't want to upset us, but they want to want us to know that they're, interested and they like want to know i don't know it's a weird it's a weird thing i go with the idea that i I just don't want to like worry i don't want them to have to be worried about anything they 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 can trust me that i have this all under control especially when it comes to my dating life i got it all under control and i will let you know when it's worth being told Mm -hmm. i i kind of want to get everything figured out for me first before i let you know the whole everybody else's opinions into it and i think that's a lot of times especially like when you're struggling like if you're in a relationship and like you're hitting a point to where you have like a fight or like if you have a disagreement or just there's just uh, you've hit a riff in a relationship i think it's really easy definitely to turn to your friends and get support you turn to your family and get support definitely lean on somebody if you're having issues and struggling and you need to talk to somebody i think it is very great especially as a therapist but i feel like when you tell too many people it can kind of sometimes cloud your judgment and you start letting too many people's opinions into like what is right what you should do what you shouldn't do and if you don't have like a very clear center and clear like gut feeling of what you should do it's going to just make it even more confusing for you i think that you've always said to me that it's whenever i've had I, i had like a huge breakup like years ago with like the doctor and it was very public and it, all these people are telling me things and they're just like they're like telling me all these things give me all this advice and everything you stayed quiet the, like, the entire time <laughs> because <laughs> not because like you weren't like enraged i and wasn't furious. i was definitely raging inside but you're However. like <laughs> i'm not gonna say anything because well I, all you guys are saying like Everything you're saying is just going in at one ear and out Emily's other ear. Like, she's not filtering anything you're saying in right now. Like, it does not matter. And I think it's because I just had, like, such a, like, a, like a strong, like, gut, like, core that I, I just clearly listen to that. I don't really let anybody else's opinions kind of sway me in some way unless I'm asking for it because that's when I'm unclear. But if I'm not asking for your opinion, I don't need or want it. And yeah, you're the type of person I feel like like you like you always figure it out, but you've got to be the one to figure it out. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that's how I don't know if everyone is like that, but I do feel like a good chunk of the people in my life are like that. And so I think I've learned like I can get I can say something, but if you're not ready to hear it or you're not ready to like go there mentally, like I'm just I'm wasting my breath. Not in a not in like a mean way, but I'm just like there's no point in me adding to this conversation. I would rather you just like vent or cry or yell or whatever towards me mm-hmm. and me like be a support for you and then mm-hmm. whenever you get to like it's also like I don't need to be the one that told you so do you know what I mean like yeah. I'm not I'm not gonna be that kind of I don't really yeah. care about being the person I that's honestly like, I hate well, being that person well you should do this this and this and this and then be like yep I was right yay so excited yeah. I was right like I, that especially that to if it's me, something like bad like 
I, I don't want to be right. don't want to be the person that told you so. Like, I, I don't, I want to be, prove me wrong, please. Like, prove me that this person's, like, worth it and that, like, because I will not, if, especially if it comes to something, like, if it's something heartbreaking or, like, hurtful like that and someone's asking me, I've had friends recently, they've asked me, like, what is your opinion on this? I'm like, do you want the real like what what do you want like level? what i really think like what do you what are you asking? are you wanting support or are you wanting like my candid because I, I i cannot bullshit you like my opinion if you truly want it because i nine times out of ten you're gonna hear what i actually think but i'm not gonna do that unless you want to hear it because i don't want to hurt you even more right like if you, if you're asking me because you you really want me to support you but you ask for my opinion like I don't know. Think that one through for me and <laughs> probably for you too. Yeah. Cause like we're both kind of blunt in the sense of like, we're just probably just going to say it. I, I'm a little bit more like I teeter on it sometimes. You do. You tiptoe. And if I really, I, I have learned, I have the way I have learned to decipher Hannah <laughs> is if I truly need your opinion, I just say you actually have to like pick like, something or you're you, not allowed to say all of them look awesome <laughs> like if i'm trying to try to decide between two dresses I'm like you're not allowed to say you like both you have to pick one gun to your head do or die you have to pick something okay i know and it comes from a place like i know you're gonna look high in either dress so it's like it doesn't really matter but, like, but i truly but don't like, know which one i like but you're like, <laughs> but you're like bitch i really need you to tell me what you honestly think like I see myself, it's I mean, and it's it's superficial things like that that it comes down to. Um, yeah, but like when you're in the when you're in the midst of a breakup or you're in the midst of like a raging like I'm so irritated at this person like I'm I'm not ever going to be the person that's like yeah unless you need me to be like yeah they fucking suck. I'm not going to go there and point out all of the like terrible things about this person because you're mm-hmm. already in such an emotional like state that doesn't really do you any justice and like yeah. that doesn't really like that's not what I meant that doesn't really like make you feel any better honestly well, it would make me feel worse and, in and my to, opinion and to that point if you are somebody who is complaining about a relationship or like venting about a fight that you had in your relationship and you come to someone like me or you I'm one assuming that you're wanting the truth especially if we're friends and you know me this long you know that I'm not going to be the one that's like oh I'm sure it's okay like, it's not the kind of person I am. I feel like he would know at that point. Um, if we're strangers or we're new friends, I will make sure that you don't, that you know that that's how I am before I just give you my unsolicited, very candid opinion. But I feel like with with some friends, like when they came to me, like with the relationship problems, uh, I, I do still ask, do you want my honest opinion? And I give it to them. They're fine with it. I don't always feel like they take it, which I'm like, that's fine. That's your prerogative. Mm-hmm. But you have to understand that then you're telling me all these negative things about your partner. You can't expect me to also be supportive. Like, it's going to be really difficult for me to root for you to be in this relationship when you've just unloaded all this, like, traumatic stuff or this bad stuff or, like, how they yelled at you, how they told you you look fat in that dress or whatever. Like, and then you want me to still, like, oh, well, like, me and Mark went on a picnic the other day. Okay, 
Mark's still an asshole. Like, I still don't like Mark. Still don't like him. <laughs> and then you can't get mad at me when you're like, well, you're not being supportive. I'm like, you just told me about the biggest fight of your life, about how he's texting Meredith from work behind your back, and you want me to be chill with that? Like, when you're still seeing him? I can't. I can't. And luckily, I think a lot of the friends that I have are knowledgeable that that's how I am and they are not going to they're not that kind of person to where they would just you know expect me to be like gung-ho for their mishandled relationships I guess that's the best way to put it so I think that uh yeah all that to say I would hope that if you were coming you're coming to a friend and you know that they are that kind of person that they mean it with the best intentions and it's only because they want to see you in a better place. Mm-hmm. But that, but to that point, that's why if you don't want to hear that, that's when you need to filter out the people that you're telling this stuff to. And maybe you shouldn't always tell every single person, every single fight to your friends and your family. The best person, a therapist. That's exactly <laughs> what I was about to say. I was like, honestly, you should probably just call up a therapist because that's the kind of person that... <clears throat> That I like, those are the kind of situations that I would want. So, like, I would want someone to talk to, but not somebody that's going to give me their opinion or hold it against that. You know what I mean? Like, everybody's got their fights. Everybody goes through shit with the people that they love. It happens. It's part of being human. But if you're sitting there telling your mom about every single fight that you and your husband have or you and your boyfriend have, it's going to be really hard for your mom to, to like, really put those things. Like, they're always going to be there in her head because she's mm-hmm. your mom. Exactly. Or if, you, or if you tell your best friend, like, of every single fight or every single terrible thing that the person's ever said to you in the, like, midst of heat in an argument, it's going to be really hard to, like, not remember. I mean, with my ex, there were times where you were like, I did not like the way how, like, I do not like the tone that he used with you or I do not like the way that he talks to you about so-and-so. And so it's really hard to, like, just, like, not think about mm-hmm. that when you're around mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, d- I definitely would recommend, I've never had therapy. I probably need therapy for Everybody the rest of my therapy. life. Everybody but I can benefit I, from therapy. I agree. I think, I definitely think that like having, if you're really struggling and you really just feel like you need to get stuff off your chest, but you don't want to tell your friends or your family, like therapy, 100%. Mm-hmm. So they're going to help you work through those kind of things anyways. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's because I think with, with, to an extent, like you, you guys were able to help me when I had really bad anxiety w- after the doctor and I ended things. And I mean, even after the doctor and I ended things too, but there was an extent to where you guys could, o- you guys could only help me. And so far you were more just like a sounding ear. And there was a therapist is going to actually be able to work through like cognitive things in order to help you. And they're going to help you realize it yourself instead of just telling you like your friends will just telling you straight up. They're going to make it to where they're asking you certain questions, giving you certain statements to where you then are having the realization and coming to that understanding so that it feels more like your own instead of somebody else's voice. It feels more like your own voice and that's more believable to you and you will listen to a lot more at least that's how it works for me and I think that especially if you're getting opinions from other people it's you work no matter if it's about your how like your job or if it's about like a relationship or friendship whatever you are only going to take that their word so heavy whereas if 
you come to the realization yourself, you're going to listen to your voice, yourself more than, um, I don't care if it's your sister, your mother, your best friend, whoever, you're going to listen to yourself more because it feels more genuine and authentic and you're going to feel it in your body, in your gut. I mean, that was like my entire five year previous relationship. Like there was, we took breaks and there was constantly that like, I don't know, weird feeling, but uh, everybody it didn't matter this, how many times I told you everybody had the same opinion about this situation and I was like no like I am going to prove you guys wrong because you're wrong like I was so determined to make it work because I was like no like you're not in my relationship why did mm-hmm. I tell you like mm-hmm. I, I like and it wasn't like a oh I should have never like talk about anything I just like I just felt like it was you know it, it's like I said you have this opinion about somebody, it's really hard to you for don't them know to change them it. like I do. I exactly. know Jacob for who he really is. I know the Jacob behind closed doors. Yep. And it took me it took me a long time. And then I finally got to a point where I was like, oh. It's this, like you made this is what every now I am seeing, I'm understanding. I feel this like this needs to end. And and nine I did it. Time, nine times out of time, your best friends have the best intentions behind it. And they what they are saying is 1,000% accurate because while you might see Jacob behind closed doors and know, for, know him for his true colors or whatever, they have no emotional attachment to this person. Mm-hmm. So they are seeing this person for who they really are, yep. like as just a third party, just far, like very, very far removed where they have nothing to gain or lose from this person being in their life. Whereas you have everything to gain or to lose. And you are looking through everything through a different color glasses because you have intimacy and just years of being with this person and seeing them in different lights and everything, who they are behind closed doors, who they are in front of everybody else. You're, you're going to be your vision's going to be foggy. Like you're not mm-hmm. going to see what it really is. So you're, well, your best friends, they have their main attention. And while it may be hard to hear, even though you don't think they know this person, they know this person. They know this person probably better than you do because of how they're seeing them in the public light. Unless this person is abusive behind closed doors and they're putting on a very good act for everybody else. And they're like, oh, what? Sam's a bad guy? What? That is a completely different story. And that is not what we are talking about here. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, and from... And, I think for you, I mean, you haven't, I'm assuming, you haven't told me everything about your marriage. I wouldn't expect oh, no. you to. No. No. Like, I don't also, um, I don't care. <laughs> well, but I also don't, like, care to tell. You know what I mean? Like, my yeah. marriage is my marriage and our relationship is our relationship. And yes, there's, like, fun things that we do that I'm like, oh, we did this or, like, oh, we had a, you know, we're yeah. doing this or, you know, whatever. But I'm not going to sit there and be like, well, today we made chili and I screamed because I, I mean, was so stressed I mean, out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'm like, not, the, more the fights, the, the, the intimacy and stuff like that. I'm like, right. I don't need to know No, I'm everything. I, I'm just like, like, I'm cheering you on, but I don't need to know, you know? Like, I don't need to be in the bedroom with you. <laughs> no, I am not one to talk about that. Y'all know. How many times have I ever said anything about that kind of intimacy? I just, I just, it's just not my vibe. It's just not something that I care that much to talk about. And, and that's totally fine if it is for you, but I just, I don't know. I like, I like having pieces of my relationship that are just mine. You know what I mean? 
I, well, I think with me, I mean, it goes also with me, like with, within this podcast. Like I've like, even from the beginning of starting this podcast, I shared a lot of my dating. Only reason I haven't much lately is because I'm for me to have a dating podcast. I'm not dating, um, but actively enough to where there's characters that I want to integrate into this podcast. Like, yeah. if the person's a character in this podcast, the doctor, the actor, John Mayer, <laughs> the rebound, whomever, it's because there was, a, or the musician, like, there was a significant, the writer, there was a significant amount of time I was with this person to where I was like, okay, well, I am spending, like, so much time with this person. We are dating or we are in a relationship that I am going to mention them on this show. I'm not giving you every detail. No. Uh, I'm giving the entertaining ones. And even if I'm giving the entertaining entertaining ones, it's to a, a comic relief extent. Like, it's, yeah. it is, I've written a whole thing about this or I've come up with a whole thing about this date or this story and I'm going to tell it in a comedic way for entertainment purposes. I'm not going to divulge everything. And also because some guys aren't worthy of me mentioning them on this podcast trust me i've gone on many dates here in la where a That's guy fair. finds out a guy has found out that i had this podcast i'm like oh am i gonna be in the next episode and i'm like no, no you're, you're not. not and you're not gonna be in the next date either um goodbye and you so, ruined your chance i was in like three seconds <laughs> yeah no and also i'm like do you why do you want to be on this one no one's gonna know who the fuck you are second of all there's only one guy i'm not gonna reiterate which one there's only one guy on this fucking uh guy i've dated who won if you listen to every 200 episodes or however many we've done and you follow me personally you'll figure out who one of them is I think. Yes. You'll figure out who won. <laughs> only one. There's only one you can figure out if you tie some knots together. You can figure out who it is. And that person also listens to a couple episodes. Or they did. Don't know if they still do. But mm-hmm. to that extent, that's because I knew that person didn't care about me talking about them. They knew I talked about them on the show. They did not care. And I enjoyed talking about them because I enjoyed them. So... Mm-hmm. That is the extent that you, there is no way, if you find out who any of the other guys are, I'll be thoroughly impressed. I (laughs) I don't, I don't follow any of them. (laughs) So you can't stalk my social media. And you can't stalk mine. (laughs) So (laughs) you have to either know me or I've, you're just, you should work for the FBI at that point. (laughs) Certified stalker. (laughs) But I, I mean, I, I think even with like my work life, my personal life, there is still exciting things that are going on. There's something really exciting going on right now in my life, but I'm not going to just share it with the gals. And I've actually told people who, I mean, you're not going to tell anybody, so I'm not going to, I didn't tell you this, but I have told other people who I've told, like my parents, I was like, can you not tell anybody else until it gets closer, until I have like things in writing, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. The gals will know eventually once it happens, but there's just things that I, I kind of like to keep to myself for a little bit. And Mm -hmm. one thing that I, I feel like Hannah's always the exception to this because like, I feel like one, I'll die if I withhold anything from her, but also like. I will probably die. I will self-combust if I hold anything from her. But uh, we were talking about our text the other day, how we just like, I hate when people are like, OMG. Or like, guess what? 
and then you and I are just like, so <laughs> this there's, bitch there's no, intro- there's literally no introduction. It's just like, I can wake up at 6 a.m. and see a text it. from you. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, there's Here a whole novel. <laughs> there's a whole like, correspondence. There's a, there's like, a voice I gotta note. Up. I'm like, whoa, I'm behind. I'm so behind. Good morning. Here's your morning podcast. Good morning. <laughs> Here's your 20 minutes to divulge while you get ready. <laughs> um, well, I was awake and you were asleep. Um, but I, I, I get I, you, my parents and you and my grandmother are the exception to this, but I kind of, I don't know. Maybe you're not. I whenever I get proposed to, which side note is one of my biggest fears in my life. I found out the other day because when I found out this recent news that happened to me, I did not have a very big reaction to it. And everybody was like, are you not excited? I'm like, yeah, I'm excited. I just think I get, I don't get overly emotional about surprises i just get i freeze almost emotionally and Mm -hmm. like i just i'm because i don't know how to process it so i'm terrified that i'm not going to have a big reaction when i get proposed to you may not and that's okay yeah i think and i think that but i think the thing is is it's just been it's been so like overdone with the like there's there's you know what i mean a couple times in my life where i have genuinely been surprised and when I was genuinely surprised, like I had no inkling that this was going to happen, mm-hmm. I did have an emotional reaction. So whoever I get married to is going to have to really, <laughs> really be secretive. I don't know. Like, I don't know how they're going to do it. And Props honestly, they just better not tell me. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Because Blaine didn't, the, Blaine didn't tell, Blaine didn't really tell anybody. He, he didn't tell me, no. He, uh, he like asked my parents for their blessing and then he told his parents and I think his grandma and like his family, but nobody else knew. All this to say, yes. when I get proposed to, I don't immediately want to tell anybody. I kind of uh, would yeah. like to take a couple hours at least to just enjoy it. Just like only me and him knowing mm-hmm. I kind of yeah. like that just a little bit. Like, it's our little secret for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And um, I've seen people on TikTok say, like, they didn't tell their parents till the next day or whatever. Mm. I might die if that happens. My parents might kill me. Um, but, no. I mean, you you didn't wait. You immediately, like... Uh, I think, I think there like was, like, hour? there was probably, like, an hour uh, in between just, like, all of the things. Um but this was back. This was back when uh, my husband was smoking cigarettes, and he was like, "I gotta go. We gotta. We gotta go outside of the park." Because <laughs> it wasn't smoke free, and he's like, "I need a cigarette," <laughs> which I just thought was so funny. That but is he funny. He doesn't smoke anymore. But um, so when, I when we when when being we like so stressed. He was so stressed. And so when we finally got out there, that's when I was like, well, we're outside. Like, this is the perfect time to, like, call everyone because it's, yeah. it's quieter. But, yeah, and I just, like, FaceTimed. I FaceTimed my mom first, and then I FaceTimed my sister. Um, and then it was you. And then in the middle, one of my... While I was in my, the middle of Costco getting you, my photo taken for my membership card. <laughs> yes, that was so funny. You were like... Oh. I think there was, like, a lady in the background. <laughs> yeah, because I was just like, she would not FaceTime me if it... Like, yeah, randomly while she's in Disney World, yeah. Um, so, so. yeah, but I, but I, I like the idea yeah. of having that like moment to ourselves, like mm-hmm. just for like a little while. Yeah. Um, no, and I and I honestly like, I know a lot of people do like 
engagement party. Like they go back and they have all these engagement. I loved that we were like out of town in a different state, like just us two after because we st- like I was so giddy and excited, but it was just like him and I. And like we were just mm-hmm. like we just mm-hmm. like shared the rest of the week and like got to celebrate that. And I just thought that that like I don't I feel like if we had been here like at home we would have like been over at parents, a family's house or like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And it just wouldn't have been as special. And I really appreciated that we were like not in our normal routine because it made it Mm -hmm. just feel like so much more special. Yeah. Well, that's why I've always wanted to, it's funny. When I was younger, I used to want like a very large, very elaborate, very public proposal. And there's nothing wrong with people. I I mean, you had a public proposal. There's, I don't think there's anything wrong with Uh, that. The only reason I think I had a public proposal is because that was the only way he was going to surprise me because I did (laughs) not, I did not think that that was ever going to come out of that man's mouth in the middle of hundreds of people. (laughs) This is true. This is true. Because it's very out of character for him. But oh, because I'm pretty sure I told him I wanted a private proposal. <laughs> because that's the thing. That's the thing. I want a private proposal. I used to want like this big, like elaborate one, but I was like, and maybe this is me also me romanticizing some of my favorite movies as well. Some of my favorite proposals I've seen in film have always been just that hurt those two people together and a special place to them, even mm-hmm. their own house. Like I think of About Time, uh, which is one of my favorite films. At Rachel, sorry, Rachel McAdams, and uh, granted, the man she's getting married to is a time traveler, and he goes, he does it five thousand times until he gets it right the first time. But the first time he proposes to her, he just wakes her up in the middle of the night, gets down on a knee, is like, "I just really wanted to know if like you want to marry me," and like just proposes. And then he didn't like it, so he does like five thousand other times. But it, and the 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 time he finally just decides to do it is. <laughs> still in a small intimate way like that of I just and I feel like also too like I I I will be more prone to have a genuine reaction and not feel like I'm on a spotlight yes so yeah and I I think I think like those big moments they're so fun and they're so exciting to share with family and friends but I think you don't always get those big moments and so to enjoy them while you can with your partner because at the end of the day, that's all I'm looking for is like a teammate and I like a, a partner in crime. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And <laughs> yeah. And um, she comes on the next song. Yeah. Yeah. It's the country yee, version yee. of yes. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Say that shit. Say that shit but, with your chest. <laughs> no, Jesus. <laughs> but I, I, I really just. I enjoy those little private moments. I think that too. I think also, I think with childbirth as well too, like. Oh, I, I do want not fi- want anyone in that room with me other than my husband and the doctors. I'm so sorry. You can wait out. I don't even know if I want my. I don't even know if I want my husband in there. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm gonna need somebody's hand to hold because I'm gonna be screaming. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I. I the reason I, say I don't want my husband there is because I'm just gonna yell at him the entire time and like. You did this to me. That poor man probably doesn't deserve more. <laughs> oh my god! Be like if you just stay above my legs, stay above. Oh yeah, behind the, the shoulders. Cur- One thousand behind the shoulders. One thousand percent. But I want to see the birth of my child. I don't give a shit. I can't You're... see it. You can't see it. Nope. We will see it together when the baby is. I don't want to see it. I don't even want to see it. <laughs> like, no, I definitely yeah. don't. <laughs> but I, I, I hear all these stories about like 
mother-in-laws like wanting to come into like the birthing room and all that stuff. And I'm like, I don't even want my own mom in there. No. No. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. No, you can wait outside. Like, and I think one thing uh, I had a friend do, uh, a friend of a friend, I should say, granted they had their baby during like the second wave of COVID. Mm-hmm. They didn't have, they didn't have anybody come over for three months after the baby was born. Wow. Yeah. One, because they, you know, infant can't get any like shots or anything. Don't want to get exposure, all that mm-hmm. and everything. But... I think the mom was the only one that was over and that she had been over before the labor and everything. But to have that time, I think also those first three months, like with your child and to really mm-hmm. be a family, um, I think is also really beautiful. I mean, that's all one reason why, like, I would love to get married. And if I was to have children, like, years down the line, because I would like that. I just think that having that time, I think having a part, it's, I, I really look at relationships like, like a true teammate partnership kind of thing to where, I, not that everybody else is like the opposite team, like they're like the enemies or anything like that, but more so that uh, we are just so tight as a unit Mm -hmm. that we don't, how do I say this? Not that we don't need anybody's help, but like I almost just like we just have like such, we're just so simpatico, if that's Mm -hmm. the right word. Is that a real word? I think it's a real word. I don't know. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> We're just so in sync that we can figure it out ourselves. And if we need help, we'll, obviously you'll get a professional and everything. But I, I just think that there's that little secret bond. And, I mean, you can speak more to this than I can. I haven't been in that serious relationship to to, to to the point where I was getting married or anything. But I'm sure that, that you guys feel that way in some way, that there's just, like, this, like, little, little bubble. Mm-hmm. That you guys have between you guys and that you want to protect and keep safe and everything. Yeah. And you like being in that little bubble. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's important to see who you let into that bubble and what yeah. you take out of that bubble. I don't know why I used a bubble as a reference, but that is the survival tip. I like it. I like it. Be careful about who you let into your bubble, who you let out of your bubble. And yes, and. And yes, and. <laughs> and so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. 